The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Kia ora and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Offspin podcast by The Spin-Off, brought to you by Coffee Supreme as always. And today we are really going to test the adage that sport and politics shouldn't mix because we are joined by two MPs who are part of the parliamentary cricket team. First of all, we've got Labour list MP based in the Wairarapa, Kieran McAnulty. G'day mate. And National MP for Hutt South, Chris Bishop, how are you? G'day, good. And of course, as always, Simon Day, sitting on the mic as well. How are you guys feeling after all this intense cricket and not enough sleep? I'm feeling good. Black caps, um, you know, unbeaten. Um, I just hope we can do the same at the Parliamentary Cricket World Cup. What do you reckon? Oh, Christ, I don't know, but... um... I was seven years as a bookmaker at the TRB. I've seen some pretty tight finishes in my time. But the one this morning, I think, takes the cake. Just the circumstances in which I was watching it, everything. It was just fantastic. What a way to win a match. Do you have a cheeky flutter? I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what, what was the bet? Well, it was just a straight bet for New Zealand to win. It was paying a dollar fifty-seven at the time, and I think I would have got better odds if I'd waited till about I don't know. Well, this morning when I got up at five thirty, you know, I saw that the West Indies were two down. And I just assumed it was Gale, and I saw he was still in. I thought, oh, bugger. Mm. Um, I think they were paying out. I think they got out to about two sixty at one stage, possibly more. Um, maybe I should have got on then, but I was happy with my dollar fifty-seven. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you're an unlikely. Preparing uh, to be the co-captains of the parliamentary cricket team, how how does that work? Well, we uh, Parliament's had a cricket team for uh, 40, 50 years, actually. It's quite interesting. Rob Muldoon used to play. Really? Yep. Marilyn Wearing. Yeah, Marilyn Wearing um, played as well, along with Anne Herkes. You know, she's been in the news recently, Marilyn. Uh, so we've had a team for years and years, and we play one big traditional feature every year, every uh, fixture, sorry. Uh, we play the Diplomats, um, mm-hmm. for, there's a shield um, for, for, for the game, we're, we're the current holders of the shield, Congrats. and it's, um, you know, look, it's it's sort of multi-partisan, you know, um, we try and have captains from either side of the house, well, I used to captain it with Chris Farfoy, but he got promoted and, you know, hit uh, the big leagues and, uh, you know. He's um, too cool for us now. He's eh? too cool, yeah, he's yep. too cool for school, so... Um, Kieran's taken it over from the Labour side, and um, and I'm, I'm on the national side. Well, I got to ask as well because you know co-captaincy can be difficult. We see it a lot with co-leadership, which can be difficult. <laughs> We've got a government backbencher, but an opposition frontbencher. Who gets to pull rank? I'm definitely not a, a frontbencher. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I wish that okay, was the case. Okay, sorry, never mind. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm well down the picking order. I bat high up the batting order, but I'm well down the national party 
better water. Put yeah. it that way. What number are you on the list, Chris? Uh, oh, it keeps changing. Yeah. 30, 30, I think I'm 34 or 35, something like that. I'm about, I think I'm my age. Mm. I'm 35, and I think I'm number 35. So, yeah. So, I mean, well, with that same question then, who does get to pull rank if it comes down to it? Well, Bish uh, is the on-field captain most of the time. Right. Um, I'm sort of there for morale and um, sort of run around and help out and help organise things and make sure the boys have got gear and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it seems to work well. That's a that's a very selfless thing for you to do because everyone who is captain wants to make the miracle bowling change or or move the field at oh. a cover point right when the batsman hits it there that's, or something. But you're doing the donkey work. Yeah, it's not really my style. I mean, I, I know my place. I was the, the the last MP to qualify on the night on election night. Um, at ninety eight percent of the vote count, I wasn't in, and one hundred percent of the vote I was in. So um, you know, I, I'm not going to let my head but get I didn't too know that. Too quick. It wasn't that close. It was close. Uh, we picked up another MP once the specials were counted, but you know, it's, it's on the night that counts. So uh, yeah, it was a pretty special moment. In fact, I was, you know, we had the supporters there, and, and uh, at one stage it looked like we were going to win Wanganui, and um, and I just and they were cheering, and I just reminded them that. Uh, if we do win Wanganui, then I won't get in. So, <laughs> so it's important people know the whole context, you know. One of the ironies of MMP, eh? Yeah, yeah. There and um, results elsewhere make a difference to you, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like having for West Indies and Pakistan now, their, their tournament is in the hands of other teams, and New Zealand looks like it's actually done enough. We, we can, we're basically in now, right? That's my understanding. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah. Because we've got quite a tough run in with England, Australia, and um, Pakistan, which yeah. will probably beat Pakistan. But they're so mercurial, eh? And mm. um, they're like our buggy team. Well, it means, though, that you two are probably going to be in England when there's a semi final on. Yep. For we will be. Yep. The yep. Parliamentary World Cup. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about what is it that you're doing? I mean, to me, it sounds like the most incredible junket in the world. Well, I should hasten to add we're paying our own way. I was just about to ask if it was taxpayer funded. No taxpayer funded flights. We're paying our own way. And um, uh, we've got some sponsorship for the accommodation. Um, But, you know, it will be costing us yeah, you know, costing us money. Uh, so there's no no taxpayer money. So there's no no junket. But um, look, uh, the story is basically December last year. Um, I got this email from a British uh, Tory MP, Conservative MP, and said, uh, "Cricket World Cups in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand you guys have got a parliamentary team. You must have googled us or something. Do you want to come to the UK for a tournament? I'm asking all the uh, the Cricket World Cup countries to send a parliamentary team. And I wrote back and said, "Yeah, look, we're keen." give us more details as it, as it sort of comes um, closer to the time. And it turns out that every other country is keen as well. So I think there's eight countries going. I think the only two countries that aren't there are Sri Lanka and possibly the West Indies. Mm. But there's eight teams. So we've got India, obviously, Pakistan. The Pakistanis have had a training camp. They had 43 players, 43 MPs from the oh Pakistani gosh. parliament. Is Imran camp. Khan playing? Imran Khan is apparently playing, yes. He is playing. We've got a yeah, situation right where... The Pakistanis are led by Imran Khan. There's been talk of the Indians being led by Sachin Tindalka. The Bangladeshis have got an ex-international um, yeah. player playing for them. And, and, and Mashraf Mortaza. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's an MP in Bangladesh. That's right. Oh, congrats to him. Yeah. We've got Chris Bishop and Kira McAnally, so <laughs> yeah, happy it, days. It's kind of lucky, actually, that Sri Lanka isn't participating because they would have had quite a tough decision with Sanath Jayasuriya, who's currently serving a corruption ban from all forms of cricket but is a former MP as well. So that would have been a really difficult decision. There's something about cricket and politics, eh? Obviously, Imran is such a... Yeah, is it maybe, I don't know, long days spent doing not an awful lot or something? 
translates well. I think perhaps? it's the intellectual sport, isn't it? Really, let's face it. <laughs> what What are your cricket credentials? You know, we've got some pretty high profile leaders playing for the other nations. Yeah. Either of you any good at cricket? I played first eleven cricket for Hibs, my school, Hutton International Boys School, and I was a Hutt Valley rep cricketer when I was twelve. Um, in fact, twelve, thirteen, I think maybe even fourteen as well. Um, so, I, look, I've I've loved the game. I played since I was five, and then the only reason I gave it up is just it's like you hit university, and it just comes really hard to give a whole Saturday basically to, to the game. And you know, well, technically, so I, your credentials are uh, superior to Alex and mine. So, right. congratulations yeah, on this. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What are yours, Kieran? Well, I I I'm not as much of a wowser. I'm still playing. And um, I, I play every every Sunday during summer, um, and I, I I couldn't I couldn't bear give up during during university. I obviously didn't take university as seriously as Chris, and I think that shows at times in the house. But um, no, I was just getting up on Saturday morning. Was the yeah, thing. fair enough. Not so much the time. I uh, I too was in the first eleven at school um, uh, from a very early age, but I will qualify that with um, I was also in the first. 11 hockey and first 15 rugby and first 11 soccer. And I'm not saying that to show off. I'm just saying that my school was 300 people, so we had to play in the team to make, this, make the, you know, a turnout. So it's not all that impressive. But, you know, I, I really enjoy it. And um, I'm, I'm a keen cricketer. I, that, that enthusiasm doesn't necessarily translate in talent. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad that you've both brought up your, your cricketing pedigrees because we've done a bit of research on you. We'd like to think of ourselves as journalists sometimes. So... Um, I've got a question for each of you based on that cricketing pedigree. Which of you would like to go first? I'll go first. Chris Bishop would good, like to go first. Good, good. Okay, so you mentioned your career at Hibs. Uh, an ambitious cricketer is how uh, a well-placed source described you. <laughs> and uh, I want to read this out after you had been dropped from the 4th 11 uh, oh, no. down to the ninth <laughs> 11. Uh, to quote... Yes. Bish was determined to take this as an opportunity to get out of his form slump. He turned up early, perfectly spotless whites, Hibbs cricket cap perched on his head and an enormous kit bag full of gear, quite the contrast to his teammates. He peacocked about trying to manoeuvre the clueless mob into some sort of order in the field. He wheeled down a few overs and then announced he'd be batting up the order, took guard, did that thing of counting out the fielders with his finger pointing at each of them. Settled in for a long knock and got a golden duck for the Hibs ninth eleven. <laughs> oh, so my nice. question to you is, from. is: Why do National always fail to deliver on their ambitious promises? <laughs> 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 I know exactly where that's come from. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was back in year ten. I had a, I had, or maybe even year eleven. I had a bit of a bit of a form slump. That's exactly right. That was an embarrassing day mm. at the. Uh, <laughs> Silverstream, St. Pat's Silverstream number four ground. I remember that day very well. It's okay. I came back from that. I came back, luckily. All right. National always delivers in the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got one for you, Karen, as well. The year was 2017. The venue was Premier House. Karen McAnulty had stepped up to the crease and was crushing the ball. In fact, he smashed one so hard that it hit a crown limo which needed panel beating. So why does Labour love to waste taxpayer money? <laughs> I think anybody listening, um, there is an element of truth to that. <laughs> an element. The, um, I think the fact is that anybody listening to this will hear that story and think back to an instance where they themselves have caused some damage due to a good cover drive or mm. a pull that went further than the, perhaps they anticipated. And whilst, yes, it, it, if that did occur, it would have required some, some assistance to fix, um, they will appreciate the fact that uh, we would have been playing 
in a place that was some distance from Crown Limo, so it must have been a hell of a shot to hit them. And <laughs> you, know gonna, that. you know what's going to happen now? Is some guy listening out there is going to OIA that? <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be Alex Bray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we, sorry, can we just cut that bit out so I can get that in? That would be fantastic. No one listens anyway, no so listens. that's right. Yeah, from this you can really only lose votes. You can't win any. Um, Kieran, this one's more for you as well. Uh, will the feel-good factor of a World Cup win last long enough to get Labour re-elected in 2020? I think that is probably going to occur regardless of how we feature at the World Cup. However, if we do, then um, I'd say that might even be good enough to tie in the third term. Oh, well... Well, I mean, we're still talking about 1992 for carrying out loud. So if we were actually able to get across the line, this is something that young people and and, and cricket cricket tragics like ourselves will never stop talking about. That's true. That's true. And uh, one for you, Chris. Mark Richardson has talked about joining the National Party. How desperately will you be lobbying against that so you can hold on to the captaincy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, no, we'd welcome him in the parliamentary cricket team. So would we. we, Do you think he'd make it? I think he would make it, yes. We, we're we fairly non-discriminatory, to be honest, about who we have in the team. Well, he's uh, he's talked you... about never wanting to play cricket again, though. So would that be enough? Because he got think? the yips, eh, when he was bowling with the left arm as ball. Yeah. I mean, no, we, we, I think we'd open with him. Although... I, I'm not so sure. No, I mean, not. I don't have a say, and I you know, position myself deliberately in this instance. I leave those decisions to Chris. But he scores far too slowly for us. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can't just um, expect to waltz on into a prestigious side like ours yeah. just because you happen to play well once. You know, yeah, you've got true. to prove yourself. It's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. Yep. He's just sort of the master of the sort of noodle off his legs, eh? Mm. Whereas we tend mm. to go for he the He had big... three shots. Yeah, yeah that's memory. right. Three distinct yeah, shots. Yeah, the back cut, the noodle off his legs, and the push through mid-wicket. Mm. And, and it's so a we tremendous sort of risk for, yeah. taking on a bloke like that that's prone to cramp. We can't be having injuries on our side. That's true. Uh, you're both obviously from opposite sides of the house. So, if you could have a government versus opposition game, which side would win? Um, probably, I shouldn't say this. That's probably Labour. Yeah, yeah. Because there's more actually more Labour MPs in the team generally, and they're actually of better quality. But if um, it was if it was government, then um, you know we'd be able to bring in Mark Patterson from New Zealand First, who's also coming over to the true. UK. Yeah, Mark's coming as well. He's a very handy batsman. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd think that would be a chance. I think the opposite, I think the government would win actually. Um, yeah, we, we we don't we don't have the quality. We do are we? evenly placed in many respects. I mean, you've got Ian McKelvey yep. who can't run, and I've, <laughs> we, we've got Greg O'Connor who can't see well. So yeah. it's sort of it, you know they will be evenly placed in some respects for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. And if you were to look at sort of MPs, support staff, party members, supporters generally, which party in Parliament would have the shittest cricket team? The Greens. Yeah, the Greens. Yeah. We can't get a Green we can't get a Green MP to even play. Oh no. So we've got New Zealand first, we've got Labour, we've got National, we've got Act. No, Act couldn't they, field a team, so Act that's couldn't one field point. A team. No. But but the Greens including just supporters. The Greens just won't play. <laughs> That's that's a shame. I mean, I've no. always said that they need to be more competitive and more ruthless. And clearly, by uh, you know, by not having a any top cricketers or anything, that's that's letting their party down. Does yeah, David just... Seymour not play cricket? I've seen him throwing the rugby ball around in his uh, hi 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 video. <laughs> on the... We've asked him, but he's he's a bit busy. He's got a he's got a seat to hold on to. Probably more prone <laughs> to throwing a fit than a cricket ball. To be fair. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> I thought this was meant to be a positive one. Um, 
All right, so we're gonna um, we're gonna test you as well, and and like I said before, you can really only lose votes here. You're not you're not gonna win any off our audience, either of you, I'd say. So um, we're gonna give each of you a buzzer for this rapid fire round of questions about your cricket knowledge. Uh, Chris, your buzzer will be slushies. Okay. Karen, your buzzer <laughs> will be hacked. Ah, nice. Um, to be signalled like an appeal. Okay. So slushies! Slushies! Yeah. All right. Um, five questions, whichever one gets more, um, I don't know, gets to govern the country next or something. Um, which bowler holds the New Zealand record and used to hold the world record for the most caught and bowls? Slushies. Shane Bond? No. You want to have a go? You'll have a go. Hacked. Yeah, that's not bad. That's uh, not Chris Kins. Again, no. That's not good. Simon? Chris Harris. Oh, oh all right. yeah, of course. Um, yeah. We're oh. here, all right. So, this is that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Simon's already lining up the drapes at Government House, I think. Um, <laughs> only one cricketer has hit their first ball of Test cricket for six. What's their name? On debut, their very first ball in Test cricket for six. It's a New Zealander. Oh, slushies. Mm-hmm. Tim Southey? Oh, no. Dear, dear. Bloody good guess, though. Because he, 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 he had that 77 against England, but he had about 10. Yeah, but he got his iron first. Yeah, okay. okay. I don't know. Mm. All right, I'm going to have to hand this over to Simon again. Is Mark Craig the previous guest oh, on the uh, offspin? Yeah. yeah, so you Is need in... to be listening. need to be listening. Is that um, against the West Indies? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Face two balls, hit the first one for six, next one for a single, then they declared. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, this one is a test of how intensely you follow the Black Caps in all countries, at all times, in all formats. This player has played exactly once for New Zealand and had bowling figures of four for 75 and three for 52 in a famous win. What's their name? Christ. Just played once for New Zealand. Just the once. I think I know who it is. All right. Is it Will Somerville? That is correct. Well Finally. Done, well done. Finally. But you, can, you can't be given out if you don't appeal. <laughs> Hacked. Oh. No, I can't do it to him. Yeah. No, no, and fairness to him. Well done. All right. right. All right. We'll, we'll let he'll, him have He'll play again, I reckon. You think? Yeah. When? How? Probably like that. He's 34 years old. Is he, is he that often? He's in his early 30s, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or no, maybe it's... you won't. He'll be like the Rodney Redmond of uh, Spin Bowling. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to be the most fantastic trivia question winner, yeah, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, um, In 2005, Daryl Tuffy sent down an opening over <laughs> full of extras. How many balls did that over last? Hacked. Yeah, nine. Oof. No. I think it was um, 14. That is absolutely right. Yes. Was it that many? Yeah. Bloody hell. It's on YouTube. I yeah, watched it a while ago. But I, I've seen it, and I thought it was only nine. But bugger me. No, it, he, Shit no it just goes forever. It's like a nine, nine or ten minute over. Yeah, it's, it's uh, honestly, we've all had that nightmare, haven't we? You he just know? couldn't get it on the, on the pitch in the end, could he? Yeah, and uh, I suppose we're already finished, but this one is, it's just got to be asked. The venue was Westpac Stadium. The opponents were Australia and New Zealand. Brendan McCullum had just faced a beamer. What were the crowd chanting in response? 
Someone's a wanker. But who? Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. I was there. Was it um oh slushies? Yep. Was it Brett Lee? Brett Lee. Brett Lee. Yeah. Brett Lee. That yep. was yeah. what the crowd yep. was saying. Indeed. Um, we're gonna. We're he gonna... is a wanker as well. Oh, I mean, his band's okay though. Six and out. His yeah. band is very bad too. His band is, no, his band, his band, is, band terrible. is terrible. It's a business. Do you know? I was at the just a funny story about the base about Australia, New Zealand. Remember when Shane Warne got caught smoking at Westpac? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I went to school with those guys who caught him smoking, and he stole the camera off them. No way. You yeah, know, they're my vintage at, at, of cricket. We played Hutt Valley Rep cricket together. So what happened? Shane Warne was caught smoking, but he was being sponsored by, um, you know, Nicorette, I think, to put the patches on. But he got caught smoking, and they had one of those disposable cameras, <laughs> and he was caught on the Australian balcony. But it was in the days when the balcony sort of overlooked the um, the seats. And so he, he saw, Shane Warne saw these guys taking a photo, and he basically ran down and grabbed their camera off them. It was the front page of the Dom the next day, dear, and everything. And he dear. took like three days for him to give it back and stuff. Anyway, oh. I, anyway I, I played rep cricket with those guys. There, there must be a, a <laughs> lesson in that from politicians, right? Uh, like the Streisand effect, or, or turning nothing into something. Yeah, it's in Shane Warne's biography. Right. He recounts it and talks about how annoyed he still is. <laughs> I bet he would. It might have been when he got that sponsorship uh, for the um, hair plugs as a result of that. You know. Yeah. Um, so you never know. His book's hilarious. Have you read it? No, I haven't actually. You'd like it. <laughs> There's a lot of good yarns in there that you'd enjoy. Yeah, I, I, Jesus, I can imagine. Um, so final final thoughts about the tournament. Out of any team, not New Zealand to win it, doesn't have to be a team that's still in contention, but who would you most like to see win the tournament? The parliamentary here? one or the real one? <laughs> <laughs> either, either really. Well, for me, uh, I would like to see the West Indies win the World Cup at some stage. They might be out of the contention now after this morning, but there's something quite special about the West Indies' uh, contribution historically to cricket, um, the history in which that cricket came about in those countries, mm. and uh, and what they have done as, an, as, as a group of nations to transform the game, particularly once the shorter form came into the play. Mm. And I think that uh, it would be really good if a smaller smaller nation or smaller team were to win it, uh, what would that send to the world that a group of small nations in, in the Caribbean can, can win a world yeah. title? That would be just fantastic. That's an amazing socio-cultural uh, point that you've just made there. And, and Chris, I suppose your one's going to be based on a trade deal or something? Which <laughs> one will be... No, I was actually going to say, uh, I'd like Afghanistan to... I'd like them to win a game in the tournament. I'm obviously not going to win the, win the cup, but I mean, that is an also an incredible story. Mm, you know, it is. Um, absolutely it is. an amazing story. And... Um, you know, it just ever when Bangladesh first came in, ever, you know, back in the sort of late nineties, two thousand, it was a waste of time. Should get rid of them; they'll never win anything. Well, now they're highly competitive, and they've mm-hmm. got the best all rounder in the world with um, Sakib Al Hassan. So, um, you know, and that'll happen to Afghanistan. In fact, they're probably progressing quicker than Bangladesh. They are, mm-hmm. and um, you know, whenever people said that about Bangladesh, it always gave me the shits because that's what they gave, said about New Zealand in the fifties. Exactly. Know, when we were starting out. So, what you need is exposure to the top level, basically. And you know, I actually think the ICC's made a mistake in not having, um, you know, like Ireland and some of those more second tier teams in the cup. Yeah, well, imagine Ireland playing at a at an English World Cup or something. You know, yeah. they'd have amazing. Well, Ireland's beaten England. Yeah, they yeah, have, they did. They have so, and they've beaten Pakistan. So I don't understand why they've been left out. It's a bit strange. 
I think it's hard though. I'm loving the format. I like everyone playing everyone. No game is an easy win. Yeah, that's right. It does affect the development of the game globally, I guess. Um, not having those smaller nations on the greater mm. platform, but it would um, be it would be I've fine if um, the bigger nations played the smaller nations more. I mean, like India's played Afghanistan like once, yeah, twice or something, and England's played Ireland. They play, you know, they're right next door to each other. They don't play at all, and like we can't get a gig. We can't, you know, we've never played a five test series mm. ever. Mm. You know, how unfair is that? You know, it would be great for us to have a game against, mm. you know, five tests mm. against Australia or England. But, you right. know, money rules, I suppose. But, yeah. Well, uh, something for for all parties, really, to consider. Uh, government funding for the Black Caps. I think we can all agree <laughs> that the All Blacks don't need it, but the Black Caps, you know, I think they should get it. There is a way to increase funding for cricket. Um, and that is Match to, fixing. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, there's many ways, but one the one way that I was thinking was uh, um, people, some people anyway, don't realise that uh, the sporting body of a particular sport gets five percent of all money bet on that sport <laughs> plus one percent of profit. And so, if uh, if more people chose to spend their betting dollars on cricket, then New Zealand cricket would get a better, a bigger check from the TAB. I think you're doing your best to self fund the money. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you know, I'm not saying they should gamble more. Just gamble what you budget for on on cricket during the World Cup, and New Zealand cricket will get a check at the end of it. Hey, do you reckon if we um, if we do make the semis, uh, will we get tickets to the game? What do you reckon? Oh, I, I think so, absolutely. I mean, it's and I would say so for the final too. I mean, I know that we've got something lined up and something pretty special too, but. Bugger me days, if New Zealand make the final, then shit a brick, I really want to be there. Oh, yeah, big yeah. time. Mm. Big time. Final at Lords is uh, pretty special. Oh, it's mate. sort of the dream, isn't it, really? Yeah. Imagine New Zealand, England at Lords. Oh, mate. mate. As yeah. well as that, why would anyone be in politics except for the perks, right? <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. If he wanted to take the opportunity to emphasise again that the trip is self-funded. That's and... right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, got, right. I got into politics to make Wadded up a better place, but now that you mention it, you make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. We'll wrap it up there then. So the co-captains of the New Zealand parliamentary cricket team, Chris Bishop, Kieran McAnulty, thank you so much for joining us. A good pleasure. Cheers, thank you. Thanks very much. And that was the offspin for another episode. We're brought to you, as always, by Coffee Supreme. Uh, myself and Simon will be back for the next episode after the game against Pakistan on Thursday morning. And Speaking to Ali Ikram and his dad, who was the uh, Pakistani liaison officer during the 1992 Cricket World Cup, so he's got some oh, got some yarns. Absolute yarns. We can hear all about Imran Khan all over again. Uh, look forward to having your company then. Thanks very much for joining us. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.